In this episode of The Full Nerd, Meltdown and Spectre kill PC performance, kinda. GPU prices go insane. This is no drill. Welcome to the full nerd. I can't even get that right. Welcome to the full nerd episode thirty nine, recorded on January nineteenth, twenty eighteen. I'm Gordon Maung, along with Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Melissa Riofrio. Hey. And controlling the vertical and horizontal is Adam Patrick Murray. But wait a minute. I still have my fidget spinner. Oh, man. Adam, bef- I, Adam what, usually sidetracks. I'm going to ask uh-huh. Adam what? before we go anywhere. What's going on? How great are those modular power supplies, Adam? Uh, I got to say, I love modular power mm-hmm. supplies. It's so easy to switch out cables and only use the ones that you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually need to, to send one back, and I, I don't need to send all the cables back. I just need to send the box well, back. Well, Adam right? was going to say, this is great. All I have to do is because the EVGA power supply in our streaming machine Took a dump. Yes. I'll just uh, take this Corsair modular power supply, unplug it, and use the cables that are already plugged in. I say, it, it makes sense oh, to me. No. It, it, it makes sense to me, right? That way. No. Oh, man. Well, so what is the point? You're, you're crushing his dreams, Gordon. I know. Bef- it should, yes. D- don't worry. I, I heeded your advice before I, I killed anything even further. I heeded your advice, grabbed yeah. a non-modular power supply with all the, the tentacles uh, and, and plugged it in. And, and obviously it's working. We're here, hopefully on the internet somewhere yes so. but so what is the point of the modularity if you can't just like swap it out and well, just like well that's a good question then yeah how, how come i mean the 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 connections are the same i i'm for those who don't know i'm a pc noob uh still they're know? the same on the motherboard uh, and the video yeah, card yeah. and all that but they are not the same in the power supply side why is that? Why? Different. Why? They're all wired because every everybody wants to invent their own wheel, mm. and they're all different. What I really like though is like in the because, old days. Wait, wait, Brad, go ahead. He's gonna tell us because how much in right. this case exactly, EVGA doesn't want you using Corsair power supplies. What? They want you to buy another EVGA power supply. Oh right, that's true. Yeah, but they they don't state that up front. <laughs> so me, you know, as a noob, might not know that and swap it out. And just yep. blow up my system. So I mean, like at least, at least maybe put something on the box. Like, hey, just so you know, yeah, like it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is only your first lesson today in amoral capitalism, Adam. Oh. Well, and what I like though is that <laughs> it, it it used to be if you had a power supply in the old days, it it would actually you know everything was color coded, right? Why you mean does, when we crank things? How old? Are you yeah, talking? just about, just about. <laughs> so you used to get like red, yellow you know, white, and they all had different voltage rails, and you could figure, like, oh, I shouldn't plug this in, because, look, if I plug this, you know, yellow wire into the red wire, that's too much voltage. <laughs> now, though, it's like, oh, it's got to be cool. So it's, every wire is the exact same color. They're all black, or they're all white, or whatever it is. It's just like, so you can't tell. You don't even know if you've plugged in the wrong thing to the wrong thing. So thank you, My modular power nice, supplies. Though. Yeah, it does look nice, especially when the <laughs> smoke comes off of it. <laughs> All right, but you know what? Before, I, I see, we, I, I, I took us off track myself. You did. Good job. Congratulations. The, You're yes. learning. Speaking of smoke coming out of things. Oh! oh. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Meltdown Inspector. Brad, is, of course, has been on top of this since the beginning. He's the man on the street. You want to you tell us what it is for people who don't know what exactly? Yeah, so basically, Meltdown and Spectre are a pair of processor flaws with the way that processors handle speculative uh, execution, which is basically when you give a processor a task, it's already working ahead while mm-hmm. it's figuring out you know, each step of the process, and then whatever it needs, it keeps. Whatever it doesn't need, it throws away. 
And the way that works opened it up to these Meltdown Inspector exploits, which basically can give attackers access to all of the protected secretive information in your operating system kernel, which is very, very bad. And although, you know, I got to wonder, I mean, everybody calls these flaws. Are they really flaws? Or, I mean, isn't there really... These were performance... It's a design. It's, yeah, it's a design. shortcuts. They designed... They yeah, they designed the processors with these... Exploits. Uh, ex, well, not the exploits, yeah, think, but they wanted the, the chips to run faster. So they said, oh, let's do this speculative execution. Get some stuff in ahead of time. And that's what created the opening. I, just, I think the exact difference is going to mean the difference between success and failure in all these class action lawsuits that are happening. So this Personally, affects, I think it's more of an exploit. Like, this is how chips are designed, and someone now, 20 years later, figured out how to take advantage of that design. Right. Yeah. So it would be it's like, not necessarily a flaw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. I don't know how to it's, really It's taking it. advantage of a design. So these affects AMD, ARM, and Intel? Every processor you can uh, talk about is affected by Spectre. Uh, the Meltdown patch, the Meltdown flaw, which was the big nasty one, uh, mostly affected only Intel processors. Um, it didn't affect AMD processors. It affected a handful of ARM core processors for like the Mac, uh, iPads and stuff like that. Uh, but the big emergency Windows patch that Microsoft pushed out earlier this month, I think on the 3rd, uh, patched up meltdown. So install that patch pronto. Don't mess around. It, that one shouldn't make you lose performance. So install that ASAP if you have a Intel system. But there are no um, uh, there are no exploits using this yet, right? There are none that have been observed in the wild, and attackers would need to be able to run code on your PC. So the immediate danger isn't necessarily there, but the fact that these exploits are now public mean that there are very likely attacks coming down the pipeline and you really want to have your antivirus going because if malware gets put on your pc that lets attackers run code on your pc that's when you know you could run into issues with this okay so now for meltdown though so specter uh it's complicated <laughs> so which which is the one that requires a firmware update though is it okay Spectre so it's specter there are two different versions of the Spectre flaw. Spectre basically lets attackers see hidden private information that shouldn't be allowed to see, but only in the program you're using. Uh, and Spectre has two different variants. The first one can be patched with software updates and operating system updates. We've already seen those come from Microsoft. We've seen browsers start to put that out. Uh, web browsers are particularly vulnerable to Spectre because JavaScript. If it runs, it runs as code. It could theoretically be attacked by Spectre. So they pushed out operating uh, software updates real quick for that. Uh, NVIDIA's graphics drivers obviously hooked deep into the kernel, so they pushed out a fix for Spectre for that real quick. Uh, but the second type of Spectre variant needs a CPU microcode uh, firmware update. So that's that's the one that causes performance issues. Well, and, and I think we should say before we go on, part of the distress and frustration for most people is that there are so many things you have to do to protect yourself. And they're coming from different companies, uh, rolling out in different schedules. And so, you know, knowing what to do and when is really hard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to patch everything. But um, 
and well, I and isn't there like a website or something that has like a checker to see if if you're patched up? We got somebody on Facebook yeah. asking about that. Yep. Yep. There's uh, we have an article about it on PC World, or you can just Google it. Uh, Gibson Research, run by a guy named Steve Gibson, who's been a developer and security researchers for decades at this point, very well known. Yes, very well. Um, has a program called Inspector, <laughs> which is <laughs> I, I think pretty mm-hmm. clever actually. Mm-hmm. It's I N S. P-E-C-T-R-E, so it's spelled like the Spectre Flaw. Mm. And you just download it. It's like 122 kilobytes. It's super small. It's uh, You run it. You don't even have to install it, and it'll just quickly scan your system and tell you right away, are you protected against Meltdown? Yes or no. Are you protected Inspector? Yes or no. How's your performance? Hmm. It's a great tool. Uh, we got another question on Facebook from uh, Noel. Uh, are AMD chips having any of these issues? Um, AMD is not affected by Meltdown. Um it is affected by Spectre, AMD chips. Um, like I said, the first <clears throat> Spectre variant is going to be fixed by operating system and software updates. So keep installing those no matter what you have. The second kind requires a firmware update. Uh, AMD is releasing those, but it says that because of the way the CPU architecture is designed, it has a near zero risk to fall vulnerable to that. So they're being listed as optional updates, whereas if you have an Intel system, you should download and install those updates as soon as they're ready. And of course, that that actually brings me to the most controversial part of this for me is that uh, who exactly will get these firmware updates for from Intel? It, mm-hmm. It's not it's not looking like everyone, right? At this point, Z170 nope. and up, basically Skylake and up. Yeah. That's what's looking like from the, from the motherboard vendors, at least. It sounds like Intel's making them available for all the way back to Sandy Bridge, because they just put out a post yesterday saying these firmware patches actually cause reboot issues in operating systems going back to Sandy Bridge. So Intel's making those available. The question is whether or not the HPs and Gigabytes and Lenovo's of the world will actually release firmware updates for five, six, seven-year-old systems. Right. Um, and I, I can tell you, I, I asked a couple board vendors, I asked actually a few, but I've only heard from three of them, and they've said, at this point, it looks like everybody's holding a line at Skylake. Hmm. So if oh. you have a Z170 and up, <clears throat> you are patched up against uh, Meltdown with the, the firmware update. If your Sandy Bridge, Ivory Bridge, Haswell, which is the one that really hurts, I think, because yeah. it's not that old, no. get in the life raft and hang on and we will cut the rope. Uh, as soon as you get on, so well, tons of people still use Sandy Bridge and Ivy Bridge to this day because to this day they're still really good processors, the right. Core i seven versions especially. So, to me, it's I consider it like almost neglectful of the industry to not release patches for hardware that's still being used by thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world. Mm, yeah, I think people are used to that with Android, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they have like, you know what I like with phones? Well, I guess I'll fix it by buying the new phone, right? So that with PCs, though, it's they, they want their fix. They want to be protected. Even the back phone to situation is even messier, actually, because phones are affected by Meltdown, or Spectre, at least. Oh. And Google's doing a good job releasing them, but... For it to trickle down to the Lenovo's and, and you know, uh, HTC's of the world, and then trickle down to your carrier pushing out a firmware update. Mm. I mean, don't hold your hopes out for old phones. But you can these. fix it by buying a new one, Brad, I thought. Uh, <laughs> what you can do? Need to get in that yearly Apple plan. Yeah. So I I, I think that, yeah, again, like, I was just like, I did a survey at our house, and it's like, I, I got like a, I have a Sandy Bridge, 
two Sandy Bridge boxes, one's Sandy Bridge E, and then I have a, a Haswell, and then we have a uh, Westmere machine, older six-core oh Westmere that's still in use. Damn. And basically, they're, we're all screwed. That's like four machines. What am I going to do, right? Am I going to, do I have to build four machines and replace them to be, you know, so-called safe? Or Well, the good news is that two of the three flaws, because they're called Meltdown Inspector, but there's really two Spectre flaws. Two of the three flaws are being mitigated by operating system and software updates. So a lot of the holes are getting patched even on these older systems. So, and it remains to be seen how effective, if effective malware can come out that affects the systems that need this microcode update. Right. And I guess the browsers are kind of being patched against it, so yeah. it'll mitigate yep. some of it. Well, and you know what you can do, Gordon? You just buy a, buy a Mac. They never get viruses. That's anything, right. So you know, good, I heard right? that Macs are completely immune from this. Yeah. Is that true, Brad? Because you've been following Not even this. a little bit. No? <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're totally immune to it. Huh. Interesting. Uh, that, that would, that's, that's odd. I thought malware doesn't get over there. Um, Speaking of the browsers, though, um, I just want to give a plug to an old school Firefox extension called NoScript, which blocks JavaScript by default. Um, It can make websites a little bit finicky because it blocks JavaScript, but blocking JavaScript is like the single best thing you can do to protect bad websites from using these against your PC. So if you use Firefox, consider downloading that, giving it a try. I kind of wonder, isn't it time? I mean... I'm I'm not I'm not a web person. I'm not a web 2.0 person. But like to me, it's like seems like we need to take JavaScript and put it in that same boat with Flash, with Flash. and just push it overboard. But look right? how took look how long it took to get rid of Flash. It's still here, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just but slowly over time. Oh, we're not going to support this. We're not going to support that. But yeah, it's not even gone yet, and everyone knows that it's dangerous. Right. And but I mean, can't we just, can't, can't there be like some kind of movement? Can't somebody start well, an online maybe, petition to, need to, to ask, dump JavaScript you know, overboard? Larry Ellison One of the cool things about modern web is that you could do so many desktop-like things, and that requires heftier code. So <laughs> yeah, if we push JavaScript over the edge, we're pushing all that fun stuff with it. We need to go back to text-based browsing. HTML. Oh, yeah, BBSs. <laughs> uh, what else I want to ask about Meltdown Inspector? Uh, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about screwed. the uh, oh, performance. And stuff? performance, yeah. So I can talk about the performance thing. Um, although I saw something interesting today. I, th- I think PC Mag did some tests, which uh, pretty much match what Who? I've seen. I've never heard of them. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of it. Either, but yeah, <laughs> PC Mag are, which I always I like to mention because everybody says, hey, you're Gordon with PC Mag. It's like, uh, no. no. Everybody close. thinks that. <laughs> I eat PC, whatever, you don't care. But uh, <clears throat> And also, I guess TechSpot has been doing a lot of testing. Uh, for the most part, uh, it's about a 5% performance hit. On I've tested now on Skylake, um, 8th Gen, which is KB Lake R, as well as Broadwell. Uh, and um, for the most part, it looks like for most CPU intensive classic, like, you know, 3D rendering, it's about a five, three to five percent hit for the most part. You know, on a, on a, you know, uh, WinRAR, 7-Zip, Cinebench, a um, bunch of other stuff. So it's not a huge, huge killer of performance. Yeah. The only place that it really does suck, which I found with the Surface Book when I did the testing last Friday. Hmm. Is the is the 4K uh, random file random 4K file access just goes through the floor and huh. I've now tested that on basically a, a SATA uh, SSD in the Broadwell XPS 13 which hey Dell's pushed out a fix for it so we know what it's like on on Broadwell not as bad as people thought it would be um, as far as the CPU side but uh, the 4K performance sucks 
and and on the uh, KB Lake R with the Toshiba NVMe drive, same thing. It's just like, you know, 40, 50 percent <laughs> drop in performance once you enable all the fixes. So is that wow. something so, uh, people are going to encounter frequently? Or in yeah, what, scenarios? what kind of programs, scenarios does that affect? Is was going to be my question, which is the same thing. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that's that's really tough. Uh, I was I was re, I was researching like, well, so how much you know of of how important is 4K file access? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gamers Nexus did a test. It must have been two years ago. It feels like, and they found that a lot of a lot of game. I mean, probably I think they were saying most of most games are 32K, and there's a lot of 4K file access. So, um, hmm. and uh, one example I use is just simply a web, web expert 2015, yeah. which Intel was saying, yeah, this takes a 10% performance hit. I've actually found it's more like 5% performance hit. You know, this is all abstracted, right? So you're in a browser, you're running a bunch of scripts and then, so it's hitting the, the SSD. So it's abstracted. Uh, I, I am intending, I'm still trying to get a uh, Sysmark uh, 2014 SE to run, which, uh, I, people who don't know, it is like. Is like going to Mordor and throwing the ring in. in it's a commitment. It it's is a commitment. commitment. It's a lifestyle, actually. It's a system. <laughs> I love the benchmark. It's incredible. But they have a system responsiveness test. So what Sysmark does is it goes in and actually measures. Well, this is not, this is, I know people, there's a lot of politics with the whole Babco Sysmark thing. But one of the things that Sysmark does is it goes in and it measures. When you click go do something on your computer, Mm -hmm. it tells you how long for the computer to come back before it responded. So it's really, they have a responsive scenario where all it does is measure the responsiveness to you and Intel's own numbers say 20% hit on that. Wow. That's a killer. And that's gonna, (laughs) yeah, I really think, so this, the actual upshot of this is like, yeah, sometimes you're, for the most part, you're never going to notice once all, if you're, if you're lucky enough (laughs) To have an actual patch for Spectre, and it really is the it is the firmware fix that kills performance, not the other OS patches. Um, if you're lucky enough to get the full security patch, you'll probably see five percent, if that, in most things. Unless you hit a lot of 4K file access, then yeah, you're gonna you might even notice that you might notice it. A lot of wow. times you won't, and then a lot of times you're like, why is this so slow now? So it's just kind of um, who knows, random suckness. Digital Foundry Eurogamer tested a oh. bunch of games mm. with uh, the Spectre patch installed, the firmware and the uh, operating system code, and found that in the majority of games, it didn't make much of a difference, but it made a sizable, like, 20 frames per second difference in Witcher 3. Right. Wow. Huh. And that's presumably, me thinking it through, is because it's a big open world that's streaming in data yeah. from the hard drive as it plays. So open world games might see a bit more performance loss than you would expect. Wow. Right. So we're going to have to see. I haven't had time to test myself. And right. another thing to keep in mind with all this is we're all talking about Windows 10 performance numbers. Microsoft has come out and said that if you're running one running Windows 7 or 8, you'll see more of a performance hit Ooh. from these microcode updates. And if you're running Windows 7 or 8 on a processor that's Broadwell, Haswell, or before... It says you'll, there will be a sizable performance update that you will notice. Wow. Oh, so it is only on Windows 8? Because in Windows 10, I'm seeing basically the same delta. If I run Windows 7 or Windows 8 on Broadwell, I should bigger. Yeah, down. it should be. That's the worst case scenarios that Microsoft says. Because it doesn't have uh, the hardware changes to make it more flexible uh, than newer Intel uh, processors do. And Windows 7 and 8, they explained... Was it optimized as well? So it does a lot of more things that hit the kernel, and that slows it down. Hmm. So I'll have to look for a Windows 7 ISO for that then. 
<laughs> but Jeez. Windows 10, not I'm from what I'm finding out on a Broadwell um, laptop is not a huge, pretty similar to. Yeah, but then I think about all the people who are still running Windows 7 or Windows 8 on older PCs. And I kind of feel like this could be like the whole Apple iPhone battery thing where where the, the masses rise up and say, why are you doing this to us? Yeah, but, you know. Except, unfortunately, the they, is, they can't go back to one company. They're all wanging on Apple, but how, how can you wang on all the companies that are involved in this? Yeah. Sorry, Brad. The good Brad, news is they'll probably never get a BIOS update for their motherboard. <laughs> <laughs> so you won't actually notice the the performance. Oh. <laughs> Keep your uh, antivirus running, folks. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, one other thing on as far as the 4K, uh, 4K, I mean, really, I and I have found, I've found in Sysoff Sandra on um, KB Lake are as well as Broadwell. Same thing, you know, Crystal Dismark, anything that is 4K, mm-hmm. and I guess probably that game, but um, I want to point out that PC Per, uh, Alvin, God, God, I just said, I guess, did I just munch his name over there? They have a storage dude over at PC Per, it's just like, he is just in touch. Alan Melvin Yeah, that's Alan, right? So, <laughs> Alan, yeah. good, I just saw him at CES too, I'd hate to screw up his name. He did some testing and actually found out, like, there are some things where actually he saw the patch was increasing performance. Well, it's there's a lot of weirdness to this and how things react. So I I don't think people should assume like it'll be an immediate X percent hit on everything. But so is that going to show up in the uh, the benchmarking uh, circles? You know, hey, let's get a little more performance by. uh... Yeah, I don't. I'm just kidding. I mean, it just it just this is this is just it just feels like it is going to go on for years. Right. This is going to go on forever. The fallout from this will go on forever. Yeah. I mean, there are two interesting aspects for me. One of them is that, uh, you know, in the constant war of performance between Intel and AMD chips, Intel chips just took potentially a big hit. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, and everyone wants to see their kegger going up and Intel's may actually flatline. And that's Mm. that's that's never good. But then the other thing I was thinking is like, yeah, I mean, how long is this going to go on? Because these flaws uh, are taking advantage of, you know, a very fundamental aspect of the design of these chips. And so in order for them to like eliminate it, they would have to eliminate that feature, except that feature has been helping their performance increase over all these years. So it's not something they were necessarily prepared to get rid of. So uh, the other night I uh, went, uh, to, uh, you know, a dark corner of a parking lot to meet up with my uh, personal Intel Deep Throat contact. And I asked that person, so Intel's known about this for six months. Uh, You know, what what were they going to do? And... I mean, you know, you're t- again, you're talking about chip architecture. You can't just like fix a couple of wires and it'll all be hunky dory. And so they said um, they weren't directly involved in all the stuff that was going on, but they're still, you know, close. They said, you know, there was probably the um, holy crap. What if we just have to change everything solution, which they would never want to do. And then, uh, you know, for them to actually put something in their architecture that would eliminate the flaw, you know, those chip design um, lead times are two or three years. Now, of course, it varies by chip uh, manufacturer and, uh, you know, Intel's been so loosey-goosey about their architecture and codename words now. We can't figure out, like, which architecture they're on anymore. TikTok is just out the window. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it could be two or three years. And so all these chips that we're really excited about right now, like KB Lake G specifically, um, uh, Hades Canyon, um, 
they're 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 in the thick of it. There's nothing we can do about it. Right. This is it's gonna so so will be Ryzen Ryzen Plus or whatever is coming out in a couple of months. I would be shocked if that's still not if that's not vulnerable to Spectre flows. Right. Hmm. It's yeah. going to have to be because there's just no way you don't. You yeah. Don't so it's, it's, it's like a fact of life going forward. Is that this is something you'll have to protect against? Well, I, I, I got to say, I think the scarier thing is people like see this like, oh, this is like a one time incident. This is not a one time incident. Basically, people are like, hey, and, you know, this is all theoretical. These are the smartest people at Google and all these other security firms looking at how to exploit CPU yeah. architecture. Yeah. You know, now everybody's like, hey. It's just I like the way I look. I look at it. It's like a it's like a, a kryptonite lock. These are the best bike locks in the world until somebody figured out you could shove a big pen into the lock and open it up, right? <laughs> and then like, hey, the most secure locks they're secure until somebody figured out if you wiggle or if you bump it hard enough in a certain way, you can hit the residence and unlock a lock. So people are going to be looking at how to break other parts of the CPUs for the foreseeable yep. future, and we could continue to see performance taken there for. Just we could be facing what we face with, you know, Android, where you're just like you're just screwed. The only way to fix this is to buy a new one two years from now, which of course is great for yeah for hardware companies. But it just may suck. I just I don't know because is there there are rumors, and I don't know if we really want to talk about these rumors. There's rumors that somebody says, "Hey, we got two more you know hardware exploits that we're going to show off once the fixes are out." <laughs> you see this, and of course because the first one was called Spectre. Uh huh. These, I think one of them's named Skyfall, the other one's oh, James some other, um, yes. the other one's uh, Solus, I think. So, you know, they're named after You Only Live Twice, Thunderball. <laughs> Thunderball. Yeah, Solus was like, no, that coming, that movie was horrible. I don't know what they were yeah. thinking about yeah. that one. At least name it after the, the good Bond movies. So, you know. Yeah. I will say that the person they have leading the uh, effort at Intel, Steve Smith, Really, really smart. And he worked on their last big Intel bug, which was, you know, eons ago, FDiv or whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, so he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And they're actually, I, I, I saw that comment. Somebody was, I think it was Mark was saying like, it's interesting that, you know, Steve Smith, who worked on the FDiv bug, which was a, you know, a massive recall. Also, yeah. was the person they rolled out for, for well, this one. Well, yes, but I think it's because he's been there before. But also, yeah. my Intel Deep Throat contact says, you know, just says Steve Smith is the bomb. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Pacoel on YouTube uh, says, Gordon, you know what doesn't get these, uh, have these problems is consoles. You know, so, you know, you could just run your edge browser on I, your console. I don't good. necessarily agree with that. Oh, I actually mean to ask somebody about that. I doubt they answer me back, but I would not be surprised if if you use the browser in your console that it could be taken advantage of by Spectre. Well, mm. look, I don't know what you're talking about, Brad, because consoles are <laughs> on a completely different architecture on like some cell <laughs> processor or something like that, I think. Uh. <laughs> The most so advanced architecture in the world. They're then. immune. Yes. Consoles are immune from it because they are not. Oh, wait a minute. I think they're running on a commodity PC hardware, you I think. think. So, yeah. <laughs> but, the, you know, I understand when Microsoft uh, and Sony ordered the uh, CPUs for the consoles, they said, we want it without this exploit. Right. Uh, so I said, okay, we got it makes that. Sense. We'll, it makes we're gonna, sense. We're fine. How many people actually use that, man? I would just, I mean, I'm sure they're going to push out updates as far as their normal, you know, monthly console updates just quietly. 
Yeah, they're going to have to patch it. You know, it, but I would just, I would, I would even rather than patch the microcode and crap like that. I would just, you know, pull the browser. Who actually uses the browser in their console? Yeah, you, you'd, you'd be surprised. I, uh, my personal website, uh, I'm not going to give it out here. You know, I'm not trying to shamelessly plug right. AdamPatrickMurray.com. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, uh, every time, every once in a while, I'll, I'll check the stats, and th- there's, there's like at least three people a month that are like browsing on a Nintendo Wii. And I'm like, really? You're you're looking at my site through the Nintendo Wii browser. That's just because you know, they, just um, it, yeah, it boggles my mind. They probably just went there by accident because yeah, you know they're maybe, trying to use I the guess. controller. Like, oh, what's this? AdamPatrickMurray.com. I was trying to go to Arthur, Arthur Daniels, Daniels Midland. Midland. <laughs> proud sponsor of NPR Radio, ADM. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's it's funny. So yeah, even though they, you're getting reboots, like Intel has said, there this will make your some systems reboot more frequently. They're working people to push out and do things next week. If you're a consumer, you should still install these patches for safety. I mean, it's it's frustrating. It's a headache. You might lose performance, but losing performance is better than someone releasing some malware and suddenly having inf- all the sensitive information on your computer. Uh thanks, Brad. I have Haswell. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and. and- <laughs> Uh, Brad and some of our other editors have uh, Meltdown Inspector articles on PCWorld.com that go through all the information, also how you can keep your PC safe, uh, what's going on with phones and tablets. So check it out. PCWorld.com. Nice. See, look, I'm nice. I'm site promoting. Yeah, and I think it'll work on a on a Wii. You could actually have PCWorld.com on your. Oh, Wii. I don't know. How do you just how do you just miss that uh, pop up? Back when the uh, Xbox 360 the Xbox 360 first got its browser, it was the first console I believe with a browser. So I went to uh, I was freelancing back then. I opened up one of my I was computer shopper articles at the time. I took a picture of it and sent it to my mom and said I'm on TV now. Ah, uh, nice. <laughs> Oh, so cute. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Anecdotes. Uh, <sighs> well, but before we move on to the next uh, topic, uh, uh, you know, not a quick uh, break for a sponsor, but I forgot to mention this up front that uh, all the people who uh, you know are tuning in on YouTube and Facebook, don't forget there is an audio version of this, so you can listen to it on the go uh, at any time. Uh, the, just, yeah, search The Full Nerd and iTunes or uh, leave a review you know, on Google iTunes. Play. Yeah, leave a review. Tell us what you think, even if you think uh, Gordon is a horrible person and consoles are the best please leave that review because uh, it helps us uh to get more uh get more traction so i feel bad that i have nothing to shamelessly self-promote myself now really? you must yeah i see a follow me on twitter 70 motherboard back there. <laughs> <laughs> i see a silver stone Show case <laughs> What is that down there? No. It looks like an hey, X99. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's got everything that supports updates. I guess he's, <laughs> he's got all the GPUs that are worth a lot of money. Yeah. Now, yeah. Brad, his, right? dis- his, dis- his uh, whereabouts, it's an undisclosed location. Brad is location. in an undisclosed location. Yeah. yeah. Brad has, in fact, I think probably about $95,000 worth of GPUs, I bet. Especially right? now, right? You can't tell, but there's actually a safe door. Right there, <laughs> just to get in yeah. there. I do have a I do have a shotgun and a rifle in case anybody gets any ideas. And that does get us. <laughs> that gets us to topic two. Yeah, boom, <laughs> bum bum bum. Which is the the wonderful good news of being able to buy GPUs at normal prices, right? That's just 
Yeah. I, you, we should, you know what? This is, we made a mistake. We should have had something in here that was happy news. Because this is like normal network NBC news makes you want to jump out a window kind yeah. of news. Like, yeah. can we have something good news? But then- uh, come back at nine and we'll talk about how snakes come out of your toilet. Oh, eat the, <laughs> eat, eat the rats, uh, which is a good thing. My favorite is like poisonous coffee. News at ten. I'm drinking coffee right now. Should I stop oh. drinking my coffee? <laughs> But yeah, right. so Brad is going to catch us up on just what the hell is going on here. Yeah, what man. the hell is right? So yeah, uh, graphics card prices incredibly suck right now. Uh, they've sucked a large part of last year for about the $200 to $400, $450 graphics cards. But now every graphics card, like basically every graphics card, don't even try to buy them. Uh, like the RX 580 and the GTX 1060 are going for 500 bucks twice or more their value the gtx 1080 ti last year was largely you know exempt from all the mining craze and shortages because it was so expensive it's hard to recoup costs but now so many coins are worth so much money that even the gtx 1080 ti is uh going for that's i researched this two days ago and the cheapest one i saw was thirteen hundred dollars instead of the seven hundred dollars that it should be right so I it's, the, it's an awful time to the build list price was up. like 650 right uh 700 was it oh okay i thought it was yeah. 650 <clears throat> well it's an awful time if you're not a cryptocurrency miner if you're no. a cryptocurrency miner the fur is flying you're getting all the gpus well you the, want. they're not having a good time either it's it's going down in value right i mean yeah, well, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin did have a down yesterday, but it's been up yeah. and down okay. anyway for six months now. Uh. So I, it, to me, the crazy thing is I'm looking at your story, Brad, on PCWorld.com. Oh, brought to you perfect. By PCWorld.com. What was that site, Gordon? Yeah, PCWorld.com <laughs> on Nintendo Wii users. This is .com. Um, they, an XFX RX Vega 64, $1,800. Right, that, that is more Ooh. than a 1080 Ti Ooh. at thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. What? What the hell? I mean, you th- want to hear something funny? One of the best purchases, if you don't want to buy entry level hardware, just to wait this out, which is kind of my recommendation. If you need to get a gate graphics card right now, the best value you can get right now is actually the new Titan XP. Yeah, <laughs> those, those swanky new uh, Star Wars yeah. XP graphics cards are still selling uh, for eleven hundred and thirty-eight bucks. You can pick them up uh, on the Nvidia website. Man. Yeah, that's, that's cheaper than the GTX Ten Eighty Ti. Why, 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 why? immune from this? I'm not sure, but that's just how crazy things are these days. Uh, well, I thought you were going to say well, that one of the best ways to get a GPU now is to get a built desktop. And when you get it, just rip the GPU out and put it in the computer you actually want to use it in <laughs> yeah. and then sell the rest of it, uh, you know, which uh. if the system has integrated yep. graphics, you know, the chump who buys it doesn't may not know the difference. Or <laughs> uh, the new uh, Xbox One X has an RX uh, in it. You know, you could just uh, rip that out, right? Yeah, that that's work. actually that's actually what I would do would if not. my graphics card died today and I wasn't sitting on $95,000 worth of graphics cards or whatever. <laughs> it's, I'm not actually sitting on $95,000 worth of graphics cards. Yeah, it's card. more like $250,000 in <laughs> graphics cards. You know, him at Gordon. Brad <laughs> lives in Florida, by the way. Lives in Florida. So somebody did, I, uh, uh, real quick, somebody did mention that they, they imagine you have a uh, an attack dog. Oh, man, I can't find the... 
the the <laughs> joke, but it, for some reason, oh yeah, uh, Bre- Dave on YouTube says, "Why do I imagine Brad has a Yorkie projecting his house?" <laughs> <laughs> he actually has no. a Porg projecting his oh, house. Oh, okay. For, for those who don't know, Brad does all our graphics card reviews. So. <laughs> yeah. Thus, yeah. Oh, they better know. Safe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I did an article, you know, suggesting a couple things that you could do if your graphics card dies right now. Uh, and that's one of them is to just, as Melissa said, buy a pre-built because you can actually get some at really good prices because between the prices of RAM and graphics cards, for the first time in a long time, it's actually significantly cheaper to buy a pre-built machine than it is <laughs> to build your own. And that hurts. And if, yeah. It hurts the DIYs. We're so proud of being able to, you know, shop and bargain and mail in our rebates and get the best and then brag about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no bragging. Well, uh, Sai says... You can't, pick, you can't pick what's in there, so... Yeah. So, uh, Sai is saying uh, maybe Ryzen APUs will be the uh, budget kings for gaming. What do you think about that? I, I plan on asking AMD to send me one of those, not for a CPU review, but for to compare against, like, the RX 550, because I'm very interested in that proposition myself are, are are 1050 rx 550 class cards still reasonably priced uh yes they're inflated if you need to buy a holdover card right now i'd suggest the rx 560 or a gtx 1050 um they run between 120 to 150 bucks so they're not cheap they're supposed to be 100 bucks so the price are inflated but that won't absolutely murder you um, and those could get you console-ish quality graphics. Does it you make know? sense to go back a generation, like a 970 or 980 used, card? Just, used cards know. are selling for more than they did when they were new. It's it's the same with the used economy too. Even on even on older older GPUs, yeah. last gen. Yeah, yep. I, I was actually talking to Sai on Twitter about uh, my 970, uh, and yeah, like I was looking up prices, and I'm like, oh wow, geez, you know, it's, it's still pretty, pretty damn high for a 970. <laughs> so I'm going to bring up a, a crazy theory, which I, I'm not going to mention any actual stores or brands um, necessarily, but I was talking with uh, a system builder, and he said he was watching a store because he was he was getting cards for a build. And he was watching the parts. They ended up, they landed at a store. He alerted the person, the outfit that was supposed to get him the cards. And by five o'clock that day, I think there were fifty or forty cards that went in there. By the end of the day, the cards had sold out, and then they were being listed by a reseller. Hmm. So I kind of wonder if what's going on is you the massive speculation right now. So like you have people that are just if you see that a store has like, hey, they just put, you know, 25 1080s in stock. I'll buy every single one of them because I, by the way, I happen to have, you know, a million dollars in cash. I can buy stuff immediately turn these things around and sell them, you know, at 100 percent profit or 50 percent profit, whatever you can sell them for. So you, but the problem now is we have all these speculators just buying up every single thing. It's like a weird kind of feedback loop, mm-hmm. feedback loop, even if the mining is kind of subsiding and the price is going down. And of course we're in that sort of like negative, you know, everybody's down again on mining, but the, but the hardware prices are still going up because of all the speculation and people, you can't get the things and people are speculating on these prices. And yeah. It's I, also, even though, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's what I find very frustrating. I mentioned amoral capitalism before, and that's really what's happening here is that if someone's willing to pay that price, someone is willing to sell it to them. And uh, maybe Brad, maybe it was you who told me the other day that, 
that some of these cards aren't getting past the distributors, that the distributors are selling them before you even have a chance to buy it at a store. You know, let alone when it gets to the store, you're going to be bid out by all these other minor people. Yep, that's what I've heard. Yeah, so that's <laughs> mm. amoral capitalism at work, everybody. Uh, and and the, the thing with the cryptocurrencies is even though that Bitcoin is down right now, it's still like six or seven times higher than it was last year. And all of the different coins are still profitable enough that it doesn't make sense not to mine yet. Okay. But, well, and of course, I, I just want to add amoral capitalism, I, as I define it. Is somebody else making it amorally off of me when I'm doing it? It's <laughs> not amoral. Right. That's me making a nice. Well, and I'm not anti-capitalism, but this is what happens when it kind of goes crazy. Yes, and yeah. I, I wish. Yes, I'm just saying. You know. So uh, on on YouTube, six Uts, uh, says, uh, "Guys, be smart. Wait for GDC 2018 at the end of March. Then, <laughs> with the official info of new Nvidia cards, uh, make an informative decision. But really, I mean, is the new architecture, is the the new cards coming out? I mean, that wouldn't really change anything, right? I mean, it's not like the the new architecture is going to like you know help prevent uh, mining." If mining We'd, is truly doing it, but yeah, we assume it is. We, I would 99% think it is. Uh, it depends. Mining has been around for since the middle of last year, but GPUs take a, like CPUs, like we were talking earlier, take a long time to develop. So I wouldn't necessarily expect there to be any mining protections in there. So, well, we're going to have to wait and see because NVIDIA is prone to making new classes of graphics cards like it has its data center class cards it has its geforce consumer class cards i wouldn't be surprised if they eventually split out mining class cards if mining continues to be such a big deal but i'm not sure that this year is enough time for them to do it but i hope so because this sucks yeah you know i'm gonna actually bring up something pre-vega launch uh you know during the the press briefings for vega and threadripper done at the same time uh some members of the press were like well why not build a poison pill into um the Vega cards basically to nerf performance when mining, uh, like you could put it just mm-hmm. in in the in the BIOS of the card and 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 the AMD people we were talking to say you know this is something we have thought about but you got to realize mm-hmm. that there is so much money behind mining right now. They're customers too. I mean, I don't even hate miners. Well, They're but not even too. they are customers too. But AMD, you know, I AMD's miners concern are customers is too. AMD's concern is like hurting their long term. You know, um, ability to be a brand with gamers. They're concerned about yeah. when mining is gone. Gamers have given up on the Radeon brand because you couldn't get them for five years. So, uh, well, I, I know. That, they that, sang all that song and dance around the Vega launch, but all it really was <laughs> is a way for them to sell the Vega packs for a hundred dollars. Well, you charge. get yes, you could get the. No, but so, <laughs> but they, they said that the, the issue is like, look, we have looked at at putting in you know poison pills in, into the firmware of the cards, but there's so much money in mining. They write custom firmware. They'll go in, they'll re-engineer, they'll write yeah. the BIOS back to the card. They'll they'll change it to make it better for mining. And, you know, they'll it doesn't there's really nothing you can do unless you're it's an architectural change and you know, it ain't gonna happen, right? It's just not gonna happen. They have they have special beta drivers that anybody can download that's better for mining. And actually, uh what was it called? The Vega Frontier Edition, uh that eventually came out, they were saying for, you know, data imagineers or whatever the hell they were talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, people who do stuff with data, I guess. Uh, sometimes in the months between now and then, they've actually rebranded the web page for it. It's now for blockchain pioneers. <gasps> really? So oh. Well, and we all know 
if you want your company to make more money, just uh, insert blockchain into the name no. and you'll be golden. <laughs> yeah. No. My new restaurant's called Blockchain. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, but are they, yeah, I was, I was looking at the price of the Frontier Edition. It's still lower than a Vega card though, which is crazy to me, you know? Really? Buy that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's just like, why in the world? I, and I do kind of wonder if. And it's that pretty blue, too. Well, like, so the the price of the Titan X, Titan X P on NVIDIA, special edition Star Wars, so that's whatever, 50 bucks per card going to, to, to the mouse. Yep. It's still hey. lower than a 1080 <laughs> Ti. That I just do wonder. It's like, because NVIDIA doesn't care. They just want to have this card so people can buy this thing. And, and, and just does make me wonder if it's all the speculation, too. So it's, it's all the speculators and all the miners. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's really, I mean, a Titan XP should cost way more than a 1080 Ti, but it, it does, it simply doesn't right now. It makes no sense to me. Like a Frontier Edition costs less, right? So. Yeah, I don't understand that part of it either, but don't give them any ideas, Gordon. <laughs> 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 actually, when it, when it, it's, it's such a bad point for gaming right now that I'm, I'm the graphics editor, I'm the gaming editor, I am 100% PC gaming pro advocate but right now in my article and i'm saying this to everybody right now if my graphics card broke i would just buy an xbox or a playstation you can pick one of those up for two or three hundred bucks i mean for 200 bucks you can't even get a gtx 1050 ti these days mm, i got a cheaper so, solution you Brad. see what he's being driven to yeah these are desperate times yeah but gordon hasn't been driven there yet no That's... what i'm saying is like if you like basically you have no access to pc gaming uh, mm-hmm. What you can do is just watch a Twitch stream or YouTube video and live <laughs> through those replays. Because, um, yeah, just I just don't see it. That's not to me. That's not an alternative. But yeah, for a lot of people, it won't be. But for a lot of people, it really is. Because at this point yeah. in their, you know, life cycles, there's big backlogs. The Xbox One in particular is interesting, I think, for PC gamers because they have the Xbox Play Anywhere thing where the Microsoft first-party titles, if you buy it for the console, when you can buy a graphics card, you can play a lot of those games on your PC, too. They now have backwards compatibility to a bunch of Xbox 360 and original Xbox games. So a lot of the benefits of the PC ecosystem are kind of, sort of, murkily over yeah. there for the Xbox One. No. If, if you're absolutely, you know, just jonesing for a hit of gaming, you don't have a graphics card, well, $200 for an Xbox, you could do a lot worse. I would not do it. Here's, yeah, for, for those on the stream, you couldn't see Gordon's eyes just glaze over. <laughs> my over advice, look, my advice is like, well, hell, my... My uh, my 980 just smoked, blew it up because I I got this modular power supply from Adam with the wrong wires, <laughs> blew up the box. Like one, it's doing me a favor because I'm running Sandy Brigitte and it's, I'm never going to get a patch for it. Never going to get a patch, so I, that's gone. Don't have to worry about that. Now I need a new graphics card. I'll just go out and buy pre built. You know what? It's just the only solution. They they get the cards. They yep. get them. They have no problems get getting them. the cards. They're still not. They're not killing you in pricing. They're not marking them up. I would just go ahead and do that because you know what? If you're running on Haswell back right now, you ain't gonna get that security patch. Miles will just move on up to a KB Lake or a Ryzen box. Just do it. To me, it makes sense. I'd even buy a laptop. I mean, hell, if you have that money. Yeah, I mean, buying a whole system is seven hundred plus dollars. Yes, that's true. It, if yeah. you have the money. But, you know, again, you know, I just say I'd say save up because at least it gets you to PC gaming, whereas this is 200 or, plus you're wasting on a console or and you got to buy the games. The waste, waste. You don't have the games. You don't have the library. Your Steam library doesn't magically port over to a game console. So. Or what if uh, what if you sign up for the, the new uh, NVIDIA 
stream or the GeForce Now streaming on your on your PC. You you could even oh. play it on uh, on your laptop there. Uh, very good. That mm. is a one. clever idea, and it's free while it's in beta for everybody. Assuming uh, you get a sign up, you'll never get a beta. Or key. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're getting a lot of people in the chat, kind of you know throwing out theories, uh, you know, saying, "Hey, this is this is the console manufacturers getting back at PC gamers." Totally. Uh, back you know, this into is, the front. <laughs> yeah. Right. Back you know, into the front. I mean. Uh, Honestly, you know, it, do we think that there's any sort of weird uh, thing going on here, or is it just what we think is on the surface of, hey, mining is kind of driving it up? Miners, miners, and speculators, just like Gordon said. Yeah, I think that's it. It's not. It's now grand conspiracy. AMD makes the parts for the consoles. AMD and Nvidia. I mean, there's nobody's trying to get anybody there. They all just want to sell as much as they can. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just that the DIYers are last in line, right? The PC vendors aren't freaking out yet because they're getting their allotment. Right. As long as they get enough to sell, I think yeah. we're okay. But I got. I just the scary thing is the volatility. I mean, again, I have I have a friend. They just bought a. He upgraded his son to a 1060 six gig for like normal price, like two hundred and eighty dollars in December. And now we're back to where that's a six hundred dollar video card. What the hell? I just I, to me that's quick just, sell it. <laughs> I know, right? You sell it. And, sell well, it again uh, next and month. You Problems. got a year of college tuition right there in that card. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't sell the card in the old days. You could sell a ten sixty and buy a ten eighty, but now, like, no, you can't even get a ten eighty for that. You just. You're just. There's nothing you can do. I just, I just amazed. I, I can't. It's tempting for gamers too, because like I have a 1080, and I'm like, you know, if I sell this, I can get a decent amount of money and throw the old, I forget, something Radeon back in my system. I could get by well enough at 1080p. Right. Well, uh, size saying maybe Nvidia is increasing GPU prices in order to get people to get on GeForce now. Right? Don't you see it? The chemtrails, man. <laughs> the chemtrails. Well, I, I tell you what I do expect. The last two generations of GeForce graphics cards have gone up compared to the previous ones. Right. And the new one is going to as well, I believe. Yeah. Well, until there's competition, <laughs> right? Until yeah. NVIDIA has real competition from AMD, yeah. prices will go up. Yeah. That's expected. But Speaking of prices going up, I got a Switch for Christmas. And holy crap, Woo-hoo. I forgot how expensive it is to be a console gamer. Like what? It blows me away. Like, I have a Nintendo Switch, so I can play games sitting in a chair or whatever, right? Uh, Gordon, Gordon's getting pissed. It's incredibly expensive compared to PC gaming. In what way, <laughs> Brad? Those games. <laughs> Buying those games. Oh, There are no sales. There oh, are- there's sales. There's sales. I, there's definitely some sales going on. They just added that section in the store a couple months ago. <laughs> so you're saying if I went out and bought a pre-built uh, you know, i7 Ryzen 1060 class box for 1000 bucks. I mean a machine, so or an i7 or a Ryzen. <laughs> you know, either one of those, right? So you can buy a Ryzen or an i7 box with a 1060. About 1100 bucks, 1200 bucks from a pre-built, you know, mm-hmm. um, versus a console, which, I mean, it seems like the console will quickly add up once you've bought, you know, every game is 50 bucks, right? So, yeah. 60 bucks for a lot of them. 60 and bucks. Uh, for the PlayStation and Xbox, you also have to pay for multiplayer xbox live gold or whatever it's called right so So there are definitely disadvantages there's a reason i don't play consoles in general but it's still a good band-aid at this point 
Yeah. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, it hurt even worse. Like uh, the PS Vita had that proprietary memory card. So, yeah, like you, you like at least the switch takes just generic micro SD, which you can get for pretty damn cheap. But, oh, man, that was a that was a punch in the gut. That is, well, that's in Sony's DNA, frankly. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, going uh, back to the 1980s, Sony would do like proprietary, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because people forget they're the memory Apple stick. Of, oh, they, they, they were, were Apple before they Apple did it because they could. So. <laughs> proprietary root kits. Yeah, everything's yeah. proprietary. So, we got any good news to talk about? Isn't the kind of happy thing? I was just I'm going to move this chart because I keep looking at this chart and it looks like this. Well, if you're a gamer and you have a graphics card in your system, uh, I've been considering writing an article about this. Might as well talk about it on some happy note. You could get, maybe get in on that gravy train too. There's a there's a program called Nice Hash that like. Basically, it's no hassle setup. You put it on and you run your graphics card while you're not using your computer, and it'll mine coins for you and spit out bitcoins. You know, every now and again. Really? On a set schedule. Nice yeah, hash? straightforward and easy. Hmm. So it's just so, easy. Be part easy of the do. problem. If, it's, if there's going to be a problem, you might as well make your bank on it too. <laughs> Or, or I love, uh, I love folding at home and SETI at home. You know, it doesn't get you any money, but it helps contribute to the, to the world. Yeah. By the way, that's that, <laughs> that's the entire plot of quantum of solace. Basically the, the SETI, like, let's just use everybody's electricity to, to, and that's like made by the power companies. <laughs> I did a lot of SETI at home in the beginning, but I gave up cause never found any aliens. Uh, <laughs> I know. I, I keep, I keep trying, uh, yeah, but we, uh, I suppose, uh, Kyer Howard on, on YouTube saying, uh, nice hash got, uh, got hacked. Do you know anything about that? Yeah. In December they got hacked and a bunch of their Bitcoins are stolen. So if you're going to use that, when you get Bitcoins, move them out of your wallet into your own personal wallet away from nice hash as soon as you get it, basically, because hmm. with all of these, with Coinbase, with all these online things, if you're storing your Bitcoins, someone else's service rather than on your own local hard drive or whatever uh then there's a chance of it getting hacked because it's such a big juicy target right now yeah hmm. seems like isn't there like a bank you can put them in possibly there's no federal protection <laughs> for for <these> fdic <laughs> no nah, man that's just the man keeping you down <laughs> <laughs> i do wonder i and I, not to get too far off the rails but i do wonder what happens to uh, when the man comes in and says, Oh, that's great. You have, we noticed you happen to have $3 million in bitcoins. You owe us $1.6 million in federal taxes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Please mm -hmm. pay it up right now. Mm -hmm. I would imagine when you try to withdraw it, there's probably some rules. I don't know the arcane details, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, right. It's all voodoo. The tax, tax regulations are generally designed to maximally screw you. So there's a good. <laughs> There's a good chance you just simply get screwed because when the man comes around, you know, just like Johnny Cash says. No, no Johnny Cash. Uh, Johnny Cash. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, Vic M in YouTube really wants us to to know that a Ryzen 1700 can yield you two bucks per day. Uh, for really? mining. Yeah. Supposedly it's good How for much? mining. He said two two dollars. Well, he oh. said two bucks per day. So I'm assuming yeah. U.S. dollars. Yeah, you can use you can use CPUs for some of the stuff. Uh, I thought you said two hundred at first. Sorry, now yeah, yeah, yeah. BS on that. <laughs> I wish I wish I could mine coin by just doing my fidget spinner. Okay, Adam, put down the I'm fidget sorry. spinner. I'm sorry. 
I'm mining coin here, okay? I I'm spinning I'm spinning my computer chip. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, I you know I I love the 1700. It was my favorite Ryzen. Not again, just a, but I I gotta say I, with these new AMD prices. I can't see not getting a 1700X, which is like $10 more. Mm -hmm. I would give up, you know, the Wraith cooler for that, that 1700X, I think. So, cause you just, you just get the clocks without doing any overclocking. So if you're, if you're planning on getting a third party cooler anyway, definitely. Yeah, right. If you do hyper 212, you're, you're set, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Nice. Cool. Should we, uh, should we try to take some questions? We, do we yes. have some time? Any questions? Uh, I was looking for some that were mailed to me, but yeah. uh, so somebody's I'm, just I'm trying to switch sell it over. me something from my If you have a question right now, anything, anything, especially console related, I know everybody <laughs> loves to talk about consoles, mm. uh, it, put them in the chat right now. Uh, I will, uh, I will go over it. Uh, we, we've got one in, uh, real quick from, uh, Chan. He says, uh, how much, uh, how much can you overclock, uh, a Ryzen? Not much. <laughs> no, you that's get, not You fair. can get them up to about four gigahertz. Yeah. So if you got a good one, three point eight to four gigahertz. If you got decent cooling, is what you're going to get. Yeah, there's basically a magical um, wall from Star Trek that is at four gigahertz for the most part for almost everybody. And and why why is what? that? It's just I think it's just simply the you know the the CPU design process challenges everything over regulation over regulation <laughs> it just adds up yeah it's just and and that is something i i think everybody expects we're going to see better in you know zen plus uh in a few months because you know obviously ryzen was just hey we got to get this thing launched just launch it so this i, I imagine clocks will be something they they improve on the next version does amd something. have the same thing where if you burn up your chip they'll give you one more uh no no, no, that that's that's Intel's overclocking yeah. warranty service, which has always been a very, very gray area. People go like, because um, if you buy like, hey, if I buy eighty seven hundred K, I can overclock it and I blow it up, I can get another one, right? They're well known. Technically, Intel's you know lawyers who are must be just oh, I can't imagine what their Christmas party Ooh. is like. <laughs> <laughs> they basically say you can sell this model that overclocks but we do not condone overclocking. So you sell it for a certain purpose that you do not condone it for so it's not technically covered. I've never heard anybody say yeah I blew up my 8700K I did not have the insurance. They said go pound sand. Usually huh. if you smoke it Intel's going to be pretty cool because hell they're already making a ton of money off you anyway. Give you another one. Uh, if you try to do that two or three more times, no, I don't think that's no. going to happen. But first time, the first one's free, right? So Something I do with my systems, I'm a person who uh, tends to hold on to systems for you know four or five years in a row, upgrading different things, is uh, I actually don't overclock it when I first get it. Like, I built a new Ryzen rig this year, and I didn't overclock it. I mean, I played around with the overclock to see how I could get it, but then I put it back to stock so that, you know, a few years from now, if I feel it's starting to get a little bit slow, that's when I overclock it. It feels like I got a new PC, basically. Brad tricks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you don't nice. care about it, that's when you need to overclock it. Uh, along the same lines, uh, Vignesh on YouTube says, uh, what do you guys think of Ryzen 2000 series and the Ryzen Plus architecture? Uh, 2000s APUs, right? I forget. The new APUs they just announced. Um, we haven't well, seen He one. might be asking about the whole, all of them coming out in April. Oh, yeah. I, we don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I spent a whole day with AMD and we didn't learn too much exactly about the actual architecture or what the changes are. They're keeping the cards very close to the chest on this one. Huh. Um, 
so I don't know. If you're talking about the APUs, though, we're you know it's basically Ryzen plus some Vega cores, so it should be pretty. I'm cool. very very intrigued by that. Yes, for the reasons I talked about earlier, it's a it's a Ryzen three and a Ryzen five chip, so they're fairly affordable chips, and they have some Vega cores attached to them. Their APUs. Um, I'm intrigued by that one because I think we discussed in the last episode existing Ryzen chips don't have integrated graphics. I think it's plugging yeah. a big hole in their lineup. But two, like I mentioned earlier today, is that going to be enough to get you if you get 720p gaming, AAA gaming? out of that and in today's graphics market that could make it the ryzen 5 version especially potentially a very enticing option for someone whose graphics card does die in Mm. an era where rx 580s are selling for 600 bucks yeah Yeah. Mm. i got the impression it's you know obviously a lot of alcohol has washed away memories but i do believe (laughs) 720p 720p medium you know current titles very doable on Ryzen and uh, on the on the the new APUs. They are also saying they overclock nicely. Um, they're getting very decent overclocks. You're going to want to pair them with your fastest, you know, main memory because remember there's no local local you know GDDR in them. You're using the memory in your your PC. So go for high clock RAM, overclock it nicely, and yeah, definitely they're saying yeah you're getting you're getting very decent and it's definitely an esports capable APU. Hmm. Well, I tested, I think, the 8350K, maybe, 6350K, some APU a while. It wasn't so it wasn't those parts because uh, those are FX parts. But I tested in one of their high-end A10 APUs two yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I could, uh, you know, it was great for esports or decent enough for esports. And I could even play things like Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege if I turned it down to 720 low. So yeah. I'd imagine with these Vega cores, you know, some interesting things might be possible. Yeah. Yeah. I would think the way, you know, the bars moved in two years, 720p medium, I thought, I, if I remember right, was, hey, very doable. So is that enough mm-hmm. for me to forego getting a discrete card? Probably not. But if I ain't got the money for it, then what are you going to do? Yeah. Nice. I uh, got a good question from a friend of the show, Cy. Any PC cases you guys found interesting at CES? Oh gosh! Let's see what was the best. Project Snowblind. Yeah. I didn't see. Or Project there, Spark. So. Yeah, yeah. They had the Snowblind. They, um, God, there were a lot of cool. A lot of the, a lot of the, 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 the PC builders actually had a lot of different cases on display. You know, I think we talked about this last time, but that Main Gear one was just awesome. Mm-hmm. The F one thirty one, which is beautiful. I like the concepts for Abbott Power's uh, case builder series, which they're going to try to make a modular, a, you know, modular every person's case. Um, what else is cool? Main gears is pretty. Uh, Origin's pretty nice, but very high end. Um, as far as regular case enclosures, I didn't get around. To, I got the thermal take for a few. They had a, a new. They had like a twentieth anniversary case that was pretty cool, but you know, nine hundred dollar case kind of thing. So, yeah, I thermal- didn't. I didn't go to CES, but I saw coverage not on our site but other sites of a couple of different ones that are pretty interesting. One is the uh, the the new Cooler Master that came out last year. I forget the exact number, but it was the rebuilt rebuilt uh, rebirth of the old you know flagship, uh, and it touted its wonderful airflow, and then it had a solid front panel and didn't have wonderful airflow. Well, they're coming out with a new version that has a mesh front, so oh, that's exciting to me as as someone who voted for the Master Five C is the best case of last year because it actually breathes. Well, um, and Leanne Lee has a case coming out that it partnered with the overclocker devour to optimize airflow on that too so 
Did you deal with the did he deal with the case though? I just kind of <laughs> well, <laughs> no. and so I covered uh, the major PC vendors at CES: so Dell, HP, Lenovo, Acer, and Acer's Predator Orion Nine Thousand has five fans, including two in the front with a mesh front like you were talking about brad and then it had two fans on the top also covered with mesh and then they had another fan in the back um as well that was right next to the gpus plus their power supply had its own ventilation in the bottom and it had this this uh adorable little hood on it so that it wouldn't mar the look of the inside of the pc because it was all like neatly tied down with integrated liquid cooling and all that stuff um so I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, another built PC I loved was the Alienware Area 51. They did this, made this little change where um, they have this little door in back that shuts over the graphics card so you don't have to screw them in. Mm-hmm. That look, that look nice. It was just convenient. I mean, instead of having to sit there and screw it in, which you know, we're all used to doing, that's fine. But if you can just shut the door... Shut the door. Shut the front door. That sounds great. <laughs> so we definitely should have an all case episode. Where yeah. we just get a you know a few cases in. Talk about AI. I I gotta say it's interesting how it's like it's like car designs. Everybody's got the same thing. It's like it was all about it was all about tempered glass. Like everybody had a tempered glass design. So I really was mm. digging all the tempered glass because I've always been into the. The, the glass look so well and i get into I like the it too details. i like the mix yeah the mix is nice uh but i get into the details like i hated getting metal cuts on the cases oh yeah and so when i was looking at the um uh predator orion 9000 i was literally going all the way around checking all the metal just to make sure they'd shaved it all off and I actually found some little corner where they hadn't done it and i pointed it out to the product manager he's like okay we're gonna fix it you got a file out right there <laughs> i should have because that's that that means something to me, not getting the metal cuts. Yeah, you know. I, I, ha- just... I have a uh, Fantex uh, N2 Evolve tempered glass, I think it is, my case underneath my desk right here. I meant to put it on my desk, but it turns out my HDMI cord is too short, so it has to sit underneath oh. my desk in order to reach the monitor. Hmm. And we were doing Full Nerd right before Christmas, so, you know, last month, and I accidentally kicked it with my foot. And it gave me the widest, deepest gouge I've oh, ever made no. on my toe. And I sat here bleeding for about 30, the last 30 oh minutes. Oh, my God. Full nerds, and I now have a permanent scar on my toe for my case. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm behind you with the whole metal, you know, shape. Oh, images. my God. Put a bezel on there. <laughs> that is hardcore, Brad. You sat there bleeding for a half an hour? Yeah, for you guys. Well, the cool thing would have been if you like just kind of like slowly just got yeah, wider and wider. and paler and like, they... The head went forward. <laughs> like, I think you, yeah. Then uh, we call 911 wait for the medics to show up. <laughs> now, the, the Yorkie will uh, save him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got a good question from uh, Holistine. Uh, will platforms not receiving the Spectre BIOS update become obsolete, unusable, and unsellable on the secondhand market? No. Most people aren't going to know enough about it who are buying used computers. You can still sell it. Yeah. People, Being honest. <laughs> people still run Windows XP, for God's sake, which is yeah. like got to be, oh my God, that's like running down the street with $1,000 bills hanging out your pocket. That's just not, <laughs> not a good idea. And people do it every day. So no, someone at, will still buy them. I was at the gas station the other day and they had those monitors that run over the pumps and the monitors were on the fritz and they were running error codes and stuff. And of course, as soon as I see the error codes, I want to look. And those monitors are running Windows XP Home. This is a gas station. It's a business. Aye, aye, aye. And those monitors are running Windows <laughs> XP Home. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm always paranoid about gas station because I you got to like you got to hope they don't hook up to the Internet. But I'm super paranoid about skimmers, which are oh, yeah. people don't know. Those Absolutely. are the these people come by and they install a 
card reader that skims your, yeah. your data. Mm-hmm. So I here's a trick. One, look <laughs> for the gas station seal. And two, always go to the, the pump that's closest to the attendant and that faces the cameras because they're going to mm-hmm. do the outer pumps. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. want to drive up and get their car on a camera. So... Mm. You know, you know what I think? Day. This is a, also a complete tangent. You know what I wish Microsoft <laughs> would do in the wake of all these meltdown inspector patches that I think would get them a lot of goodwill and they want more people on Windows 10 anyway? Because yeah. they've come out and said if you have the older operating systems, you're going to get a bigger performance hit just because the way they are. Mm-hmm. If they come out and say, hey, guys, you know, Windows 10 is better protected against this because of the way it's constructed, blah, 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 blah. The free upgrade is over, but for the next two months, if you want to upgrade your system to Windows 10, we'll let you do it for free for the next two months. <sighs> I wish they would do that. Uh, yeah. I mean, because at this point, if you're still on Windows 7 or 8, you're not going to pay to upgrade. I mean, it would yeah. be a goodwill gesture that I think would help a lot of people. Yeah. And help them drive the adoption numbers they're looking for. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's not a bad idea. I don't think it'll happen, but that'd be, no. be aw- awesome of Microsoft to do if anybody's listening up in Redmond. Hmm. A mm-hmm. uh, question from Vic on YouTube: uh, Will the Ryzen APU crossfire with their GPU based on the ecosystem? At this point, no. So they're saying no. At, at the briefing, they did at least say we're not looking at that right now. It's possible they have done that in the old days where they that you could crossfire, you know, an APU with with a GPU. But I don't, you know, I, the whole sort of multi card thing is also kind of dead to them. And I think they think that class of customer is not sophisticated enough to go out and say, hey, I'm going to buy a $75 graphics card and hook it up to my GPU and get more performance. It just it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then the, uh, the last question from uh, Elopez580, will there be more guests from companies on the show? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Actually, we're trying to get somebody from AMD as well as Creative Labs to talk about uh, the awesome Super X5. Super X5? Yep. Is that what it's called? Yep. Crystal Super Super Duper Cadrifragilistic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we definitely want to have more guests on. We just, you know, been too busy testing new hardware. And it's a, a, a timing thing, too. You know, yeah. uh, you know, we have a lot of companies in the Bay Area, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we can figure out the, a scheduling uh, to get people up. So, yeah, if you have yes, suggestions. We do want to, yeah. Yeah, and if there's suggestions people want to see guests who they want to hear from. We haven't had anybody from NVIDIA in a while. That'd be pretty cool, so. The yeah. guest the guest episodes are actually my favorite episodes that we shot, so I'd love to have more guests on here. Yeah, yeah, I love hearing from industry folks because they are. This is their lifeblood. This is what they do, so they know all about it. Awesome. So cool. No more questions. Uh, no, you know we got somebody asking about uh, builds because they want to see you get drunk and uh, oh. rant again. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, we got some news coming up. Uh, stay tuned to our YouTube for uh, some upcoming builds. Well, what's uh, the point, though? I, I this is like this discussion drunk? Just came up. No, what is the point? I just can't recommend. And I'm with Uh-oh. Brad. Like I'm the hardest of the of the PC, you know, and promoters. But there is just no point in building a computer today. There's just no nope. point because you can't get the video card. You can't get the video card. There's no point. This is and RAM is RAM is just as bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I would say in a time where they can't, they they really want to watch somebody build. So we should, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Live vicariously. Yeah, yeah, right. So <laughs> I'd say now more than ever they want us to build. Oh yeah, and actually we're gonna we will be doing a build, but you call up, it's like a one nine hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we could build a 1080 Ti. We got two of them right here. Hey baby. Yeah. Uh, and real, real quick, Sai says uh, maybe for a guest, uh, some case manufacturers. Uh, you know. Oh uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, actually, I talked. I wanted to have also. I like. I was trying to get like. Hey, I was talking to Corsairs. Like, I want to get somebody up to talk cases or power power supplies. You know, I know that's a little bit of a dry subject for some, but I think that is also a black mysterious box to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I'd love to talk power supplies. Well, so many literally, obviously, you know, yeah. I, I could learn a thing or two. So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, really, we should. Yeah, we we gotta. We should just have like a whole bunch of guests lined up, maybe. Yeah. See, yeah, the problem is Adam makes us try to commit to him, and then it's like, oh, now we have to commit. We have a schedule, so that's that makes yeah. it harder. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, I'm no, a bad definitely. guy. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's uh, take us out, Gordon. All right, where are my notes? You can do this without notes. Actually, this felt good. At least we ended up on talking about something that seems semi-happy rather than all this yeah. bad news. <laughs> oh, and also uh, John Phillips, uh, our boss, says uh, Intel. We, you know, he'd love to have Intel on. Yeah, I, you know, I'd love to get Intel on too. I, I got to say though, it's tough because uh, a lot, of, lot of you know they're really bound by what they can say a lot of times. But you know, I think definitely maybe talking about future stuff, and then also. <sighs> I, the tough thing is, if we have somebody on from Intel, all you're going to do is people going to heckle them about, you know, meltdown for two hours or something like that. And I want to get Raja on here, Raja, who now oh. Intel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, right? That would just be interesting. That would be fun. Then we yeah. could just ask questions like, so... What's up? What's up, man? <laughs> what's, what's, what's up? All right. So check back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave reviews. Every time you do, the price of a video card goes down $1. I'm lying. That's not really true at all. Also, listen to us on Google Play or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd at pcworld.com. Thefullnerd at pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. Brought to you by Arthur Daniels Midland. Not true at all. ADM. Not true at all. <laughs> I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Jarkus. Can't believe I told you all to buy an Xbox. Yeah, that's not right. And Melissa? It's a conspiracy. And will take us out because I've lost it already. All right, everybody, keep mining. No. <laughs>